Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O oh God. Please be seated. <clears throat> Last Saturday, I was watching my 49ers squash the Seahawks. <laughs> Sorry, Seahawk fans. And what my family knows is that when mom is watching football, we mute the commercials. But as commercials do, they are designed to capture and hold your attention. And this time, even on mute, my attention was captured by photos rolling by of adults and children on dusty roads, carrying loads of personal items, of adults and children standing in long lines, obviously scenes of refugees at the borders. With the words appearing, Jesus was a refugee. Jesus was one of us. Jesus gets us. Jesus, with the U.S. highlighted. Well, this got me curious. Where was this coming from in the middle of a pro football game? Who had the money to place an ad about Jesus in the middle of an NFL game. <laughs> I know, so I'm like, what? So I looked up after figuring out, it's called hegetsus.com. You heard of it? Yeah, yeah. And I came upon this really hip website with a homepage of beautiful, and very happy white people <laughs> placed in very heterosexual pairings with great teeth. <laughs> Maybe you've seen this. It seems it's a well-funded, nonpartisan, non-denominational group wanting to let the world know Jesus was a cool guy, that he gets us. It seems okay, it's fine, even earnest. Okay, okay, Jesus gets us. Now what? Well, seeing this ad will, will it? Seeing this ad make you believe in Jesus. 
make you change your life? Is it that easy? Will it make you think differently about refugees or the poor? Jesus was walking along in the lakes of Galilee. The arrest of John, this had set him in motion. He went walking off to Galilee, leaving his hometown and settling in Capernaum. And from there, he kept moving around the lake, walking along, and he caught attention, the attention of the brothers net fishing. He and Andrew and Peter made eye contact. And Jesus said to them, follow me. And this set them in motion. They drop everything, up and quit, and follow Jesus. Then it's the three of them walking. Jesus comes upon James and John. Follow me. And they do. Leave it all behind, even their father. Was Jesus this charismatic? Was it this easy? In bad cinema, this scene is portrayed as Jesus having some kind of overpowering magic that just entranced these brothers. Jesus just appears in a, in a white robe. The brothers see him and can't keep from staring at him. And the music swells. They drop their nets so overcome with the power of Jesus' presence and never taking their eyes off Jesus. They leave their boats and nets and follow him. He got them. Was it that easy? What set the brothers in motion? Why did they follow Jesus? Maybe something was happening inside these brothers. Maybe they too had heard that John had been arrested. And it just all came together. Maybe they felt they had to make a change. Something in them was churning, yearning, and confused and dissatisfied. They were ready to change their hearts and their lives. Maybe they felt they had, that the rest of John was the breaking point. There's a commentator, Warren Carter, he noted that as fishermen, that these sets of brothers were likely under contract with the Roman Empire. As brothers and possibly members of a cooperative with James and John, they have purchased a lease or contract with Rome's agents that allows them to fish and obligates them to supply a certain quality of fish to the Roman government. Their actions in following Jesus was a disruption, even if small, to Rome's economic interests. Jesus walks by with his message. And yes, in that moment, for the brothers, it was that easy. 
Matthew doesn't say why the brothers immediately left, basically their whole lives. But he sets it up as a series of events all coming together. Jesus is arrested, uh, John is arrested. Now the government has gone too far. And in response, Jesus starts announcing, change your hearts, change your lives. Jesus leaves his hometown. Andrew, Peter, James, and John leave their professions. All were set in motion. Change your hearts. Change your lives. Follow me. Maybe it's nothing more than these fishermen were tired of working the family business. They wanted more than getting up, going to work, dropping in on the synagogue on Saturdays. Maybe they were just waiting and ready to hear the call to change their hearts and change their lives. Jesuit priest Greg Boyle of Homeboy Industries, which was created to employ former gang members in LA, said in an interview when asked to describe their process of rehabilitation, he wanted to make it clear. Well, he said, we don't exist to help those in need. We are only around for those who want help. These brothers wanted to change their hearts and lives. And fishing and being good attendees in the synagogue wasn't changing them. They were ready to be set in motion. Because that's what Jesus was about. Not building a mega church, not helping us feel better because I've been there too, but with the message of let's change things that are oppressive and life-sucking. It's not easy. Jesus first says, change your hearts and change your lives. Change. In order to do that, to become a changed person, you need to leave those old things behind. It's just not that easy. And I'll show you how to fish for people. Okay, for us today, this can be a very problematic sentence in the scripture. It has served to fuel awful oppression through empire and colonialism. It has made the church all about numbers. Success of a community based on how many people we caught on Sunday and becoming a mega church. But that wasn't what was happening in the scene in Matthew. Fishing for people was about being around, being present for all who wanted help. They helped to end the oppressive and life-sucking habits in themselves and in the systems. Jesus was offering the liberation those fishermen brothers were looking for. In another place in scripture, a rich young man asked Jesus, 
to show him the way. But instead of nets and boats, he had houses and friends and comforts. In this case, it was harder to drop everything and follow Jesus. The story tells us that the rich young man still felt he was lacking something. He was lacking life. And still he couldn't drop those things that were really satisfying, that weren't really satisfying, and follow. It's not that easy to divest from, leave behind all that causes harm to others, to ourselves, or even those things that we are clinging to that bring us comfort, but not life. Yes, Jesus gets us, but he also calls us. I wonder, what nets do we need to leave behind? <laughs>